Hey everyone, this is Amanda, the Emotional Strength Trainer. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. It is Monday the 30th of October here in Australia. I would suggest that a lot of the Northern Hemisphere are either asleep or just waking up in their Friday as well. So I am going to be talking about something today that may be a little bit stretchy for some people. Some people... <laughs> Uh, it's come up over the weekend and it's also come up this morning in my Monday morning session that I do for my group in eSchool. Uh, there was a lot of toxicity, uh, lots of toxic energy around So, uh, and how the body's been processing it. And as with the session that I do in the morning, I get universal information and it made sense when I was doing it. So today I was going to talk about death and how to plan um, to work through this week I was going to talk each day I thought oh, I'll talk about death this week and we'll do a little session each day helping people to understand or come to terms with the concept and things like that <laughs> hello Elizabeth so uh, but after the session this morning this morning and all of the other things I've been doing today it's actually it's on it's quarter past seven uh, sorry quarter past four here in the afternoon so that's late for today's session but as the days gone by, I thought, this is what I've got to talk about. And it has uh, been sitting in the front of my mind for quite a while, actually. So while we're waiting for people to come on, make sure you have your water and a notepad, if you like. I'm just going to type a couple of quick things here. Let me know where you're watching from. I see there's a few people up there. Uh, if you would like to share... To share please do so what has become very obvious to me with uh, a great deal of voice around women's issues is there is a little voice that comes in from the side that says but what about the men and that's essentially what I want to talk today now to get started, it's very important to know that I'm a very large fan of men. I have a house full of them and uh, I'm very uh, grateful for my husband and the man he is showing up as and what he is doing and teaching my sons and those sorts of things. So this will not be about man-hating. So if man-hating is something that you enjoy doing, you will, you will have to hit to delete and go off and <laughs> play somewhere else, as they say. Thank you for coming to have a lesson in staying on topic is what I want to do. And also empowerment. Today is going to be very much about empowerment versus changing subjects and being a voice for something else. So that's that one. So Elizabeth says, hello, back by my live of you is buffering and freezing so I'm going to start over okay <laughs> hopefully everything will go fine I'm on um, I'm on my data today so hopefully that will work as well and one last share into my lovely group that I belong to the YDF I ensure I've ensured to eliminate men hater friends from my life always yeah we can't hate men it's impossible you know we we've, women have been battling for a really long time to be heard and, uh, you know, I've spoken about this before where um, there, 
there was an era that had to get angry. Hello, Anne. There was an era that had to get angry uh, to be heard. And then the generations since or the generations after, that, that generation that had to get angry to be heard was fighting with some pretty high-level misogyny. And then our eras have come through, or my era has come through, and, you know, I've quite often sat in gratitude for the fact that I was born in the era that I have. Now, that's not to say I haven't um, been through a whole heap of stuff I have, and I documented it in my Me Too post that I wrote about the other day. And one of the... Hello, Michael. One of the other things that um, came up, so we have we have a lovely man here who's actually best friends with Santa Claus, I might add, and a chopper pilot, and a very lovely man as well. That's one of the other things I probably should start with, with the notion that we can't hate men. It's just, it's a, it, it's false economy, but you step into this place of I only attract people into my life who love and accept me for who I am and are on the same path as me you will find that the men that come into your life are those high-quality men that are very um, mature in their outlook. They have high levels of respect for women, all of those sorts of things. So, you know, that's a blanket statement, and the, but I'm really happy with the men that I have in my life today versus the ones that were showing up in my 20s back in the 90s. Uh, and even through... Um, a, a few of my 30s, I would say there were still questionable relationships there. But it came back to me to get in a position to know my self-worth, to understand who I was as a human, what I was bringing to the table, boundaries, all of those sorts of things. Oh, sorry. And um, talking with your hands, rip things out of your ears. So the notion of hating men is ridiculous and it shouldn't happen and it's it's also um, a topic of that's like what I call shiny object syndrome you're not sticking to the topic if you're going to sit there and say all men are assholes or all men are this or all men are that it's just not true eight billion people on the planet you cannot make those blanket statements it's the same in the other context where um, men are saying all women are such and such or all women are this or that and then you've got people in uh, important roles like uh, senior positions within governments and businesses and all those sorts of things who are still trying to live that way and uh, have been getting away with it. But what's been happening is the voice has been getting stronger. So to get on topic with what I want to talk about today, the other day I saw a post come through my feed where a woman that's in my circles has, who is a manager for a domestic violence centre and I, back in the day when I started working, talking with men, they don't talk about women like women talk about men. Yes. So this woman that I've worked with um, before was just, I, I volunteered for a committee that she belonged to, those sorts of things. And she'd put up a post about a, um, that, or was tagged in a post by a politician who had thanked her for a time with this uh, domestic violence centre that she works with. Now, I remember back in the day when I was uh, on this committee and things like that, the approach that this domestic violence centre came across with was so all-encompassing. Hello, Georgina. It was all-encompassing. It wasn't sitting there saying the man, man was the enemy. The topic was 
providing safe housing or safety for women. It had the, the conversation was never men suck. The topic was women's safety. Okay. So anyway, that's one thing. The next thing that I saw happen, this woman came onto the post and said, what are you doing about domestic violence for men? And the, the politician made a, a, you know, a topical reply. And then the woman came back and had another shot at her saying, well, this happens to men too, you know. Now, this is what I want to talk about. Women have done a lot of work in their lifetime uh, and over lifetimes to gain a voice, to be able to put their hand up and say enough is enough. And then government funds have gone towards creating these centres that say this and that and help women and, and, and give people the tools and the, the safe places to go. Police are on board with it. Governments are on board with it, all that sort of stuff. Never once does that say that men who go through the, the same situation, who are in domestic violence situations, have no place to go. Domestic violence is domestic violence. But the one thing that I've found most prevalent when something is talking about women and something to benefit women is this voice that comes in and says, what about the men? We as women need to empower the men in our lives to speak up. We have been through uh, collectively, and I say we as a blanket, we have been through a lot from a feminine point of view and being squashed and um, second class citizens, those sorts of things. I think, I, don't, I can't actually remember when women got the vote in this country but it's the same thing, like, you know, with work and the um, disparity in wages and, and then if you go and look at all of these Me Too things that have been going on and the statements, like last week or the week before, it was 12 million women had come out and said, I don't know the percentage of men, but I know that there were some men who had uh, written that they had also had the Me Too uh, situations as well. And I want to celebrate those men who felt strong enough to be able to do that. When you sit there and say, what about men? And you're a woman saying, what about men? You're falling into that trap that women need to be pushed aside in order to give men a voice. Whereas the women can get and stand in their power and say to the guys, come on now, look what we've done all of these things. The same thing I've heard um, it was like a complaint about the amount of money spent on breast cancer research versus prostate cancer research. But women have been speaking up about it for decades because of the quantity of women that were getting breast cancer. So now women, uh, men are getting up and standing up and saying this about prostate cancer. There's um, the Wagner family here in uh, Queensland, Southeast Queensland, they have a charity that they do, it's called a guy thing. And they're raising money and putting money into prostate cancer research because one of the Wagner brothers uh, was diagnosed with it a few years ago. That is men taking action. It's a fabulous thing. They're not going to exclude women from helping to raise money for it, but they're giving it a voice. That's how it works. When you have something, it's not the woman's fault that the quantity of domestic violence or sexual harassment seems to be weighed against 
like the quantity for women versus the quantity of men, it doesn't drown out the men's voice. But the the women's voice doesn't need to be diminished to bring the men's voice up. It becomes a case of me too. Nowhere in that me too did it say men's men's lives matter too or whatever. A man can use me too without gender influence. And like there's a one um, famous actor, I can't, the only way I can remember him is he can flex his muscles and play a drum. <laughs> that man, he had been sexually harassed um, by a, a male executive in the movie industry once upon a time and he put me too. And his shame and humiliation associated with that went to his place of vulnerability and he was lauded for it. And that's what it is with the ability to be able, we don't have to stand up for men in situations that are heavily weighted against women. We don't have to do that, but we can show and step forward and encourage. And then it's the, the greatest thing, all of this Harvey Weinstein stuff that we have been watching play out now for days and days and days. This is the next part of the story about today's WTF, what's the focus? Over the weekend, and especially in the last week or so, the male energy around me has been particularly scratchy. It's been particularly scratchy for me too. And in the session this morning, it was this aha awareness that the men in our lives who are being showcased in this Me Too, it's not just Harvey Weinstein, it's other men who have sexually assaulted or sexually harassed or demeaned women, are forcing, it's one of these things where I've been saying for a while this, this towards this last quarter of 2017, don't let the universe force your hand because it's going to get ugly. This is the ugly. Men are having to stand up and say, I'm not one of those men. And those that have done things that are inappropriate are going to that place of, I'm sorry, I did that and I unequivocally apologise. Those sorts of things. It's having to come clean. It's having to uh, embrace the fact that a high quantity of women have been sexually harassed because people purely thought that it was fine. And that's the thing that is shifting across society, global society, that this conversation is like the conversation that needed to be had. And it's taken decades for it to get here, but it's been pushed aside. Like, was it Matt Damon that said that he knew that Weinstein was a womanizer and he wouldn't want to be married to him, but he had no idea he was a sexual predator? It's the same thing. It's with the, the Me Too group that I'm doing to help people heal their stuff over the, last, over the next month. The things that people have been writing in there, I'd never have imagined. And there's nothing I haven't seen or heard about in my work. But the specifics of some of the things, it's mind-boggling. None of the people are standing in their victim. We're just honouring it and acknowledging it. The energy around is this scratchy, and you'll find the misogynists or the narcissists are going to come out and sit there and take the subject away or this is just a witch hunt or this is this and this is that it's going to look like a witch hunt because it's enough is enough this situation the gift of it 
is that it's a global conversation right now and we get to step into commit, committing to making a change, no longer just complaining about it. Men, like if you, you think about the domestic violence thing again, we have White Ribbon Day here in Australia. I'm not sure if that's a global initiative, but the White Ribbon Day here in Australia, all of these men, famous men over here, well-known men who stand up and put the white ribbon on and unequivocally say, no, this is not acceptable. And it becomes this team effort where men and women are standing together and, and helping each other go forward. So the white ribbon thing also encompasses men being attacked in their home by women and they get the support as well. They just need to be more verbal about it. It's not the women's responsibility to solve that crisis when it comes to men. If men have um, prostate cancer or bowel cancer or all these other cancers that are uh, robbing them of their ability to live a life and they're bitter because breast cancer or ovarian cancer um, gets more coverage than their cancers, then just take a look at who took action? Who has taken action to create these, these situations where there is more focus? And then you get louder. You speak louder. Unfortunately, today in Australia, um, the NRL community, the, the rugby league community, uh, lost a, a very uh, proud Australian who'd done a lot for the sport to brain cancer. Now, he stood up and he did this beanie um, campaign that has put a giant spotlight on brain cancer. And unfortunately, he lost his battle to it today. But the, 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 the spotlight that he's created is going to have a long legacy. It's just being the most vocal. And it's nobody's responsibility to stand up and say it for someone. It's not... Uh, a diminishment, a diminishment, that's not even a word. It's not diminishing men at all. But when we're talking about something that has a high level of women versus men, then we must not go off topic by saying, well, what are you going to do for the men? And women need to stand beside women and say, it's going to be okay. And know and speak loudly about this is all-encompassing. Clearly, men don't get ovarian cancer, so we can't, there's, there's complete difference, as women don't get prostate cancer. So you're not going to get any crossover there. But when you do have something that's crossover, like this Me Too, um, domestic violence, all of those sorts of things, the message doesn't need to be diminished by, well, what about men? What about men? Do you have a group that works in conjunction? Is there a subgroup? Is there a, a vocal advocate for men that says this is a possibility? There was um, a chap that I was reading on Facebook the other day that said he joined a couple of these men's groups and all they did was hate on women, which is the misogyny aspect that comes from diminishing women. And when women are caught up in that misogyny and are sitting there thinking, well, we can't forget the guys. We're not forgetting the guys. We are going to empower them to take action. And then when they take action, how can we support you? Don't get caught in the gender 
gap part of changing the subject. Okay, does that make sense? So to those of you who are watching and watching the replay, if you have men in your life at the moment who are scratchy, they're, um, you know, getting snaky or they're jumping to conclusions or they're acting out or, um, you know, sullen maybe, disturbed sleep, all of those sorts of things. This is the global consciousness around what's being shown from a sexual predator point of view. Now, way back at the beginning of this uh, this video today, I spoke about tar brushes. One of the things that happens when you see this Me Too thing is the quantity of things that women do to protect themselves uh, when they're walking to their car or when they're doing those sorts of things versus what a man has to do to protect himself on his way to the car. And it's virtually feminine list of 10 to 20 things men giggle, well, I don't have to prepare or, or you know, protect myself because I'm a man. So what happens is the global consciousness of the male is sitting there fighting against this notion of I'm not like that. It's the same with women over time when when somebody tar brushes them as a typical woman and then they do all of this effort to show that, oh, I'm not like that because the tar brush is there. The energy associated to men and men's behaviour and over decades and decades and decades has made the global consciousness go, <laughs> it's a very scientific noise, that one. So it's like stay in compassion for the men in your life if they're scratchy or, um, you know, nitpicky, all those sorts of things. It's like you want to sit there and say, what's wrong with you? If you're in a good quality relationship, if you're in relating experiences with men at work and they seem distant or they're not listening or all of, and they can't put their finger on it, that's your step into, oh, I wonder if they've been caught up in this wave of awareness of how bad the situation actually has been. That's where you can go into compassion for them and then as individuals celebrate the relationship that you have with these men and women, for that matter, where it's not attack or change a subject. It's just, I'm so grateful for you're in my life. You're in my life. You're such a good quality man. You're such a good quality woman. You're such a great friend. I really am um, grateful that we can trust each other. These are the things you can do as an individual when you have somebody showing up that's in a little bit uh, out of the norm or. It feels like there's tension in a relationship. It could be this global consciousness stuff. Today's session in eSchool was all about toxicity. And I know over the weekend I had this uneasy feeling on Saturday afternoon and my tummy felt like it had been like set like a rock. And it still it was it was there up until this morning. And that's when it dawned on me in the session. I thought, wow, maybe this is all that global consciousness stuff because it's coming to the surface. And indeed, if you're on social media, you're going to see that showing up all the time with people sharing their Me Too stories. Every time you check on the, the news tabs, there's some somebody else has come out about Weinstein's attacked them or something. 
it's it's going to keep going. So my recommendation today, celebrate the people around you, validate the people around you who are uh, a part of your team, who are um, doing the best they can with what they have. If they're feeling uneasy about things or their behavior seems a bit off or they're tense, just verbalize or do something, you know, you know, if you've learned about the love, love languages, do something to let them know you appreciate them and just do your best to keep within your circle. If you do have a big history associated with people um, hurting, hurting you or being caught up in this energy yourself, do the work to heal it. Because now, while this energy is like this, commit to changing it within yourself. It's done now. The, the, the giant catalyst has arrived. It is a wonderful opportunity for people to step forward. And then the generations to come will know that men um, respect women and women respect men. And then the, the, the relationships coming in the generations will know that that kind of behaviour was a, you know, thing of the past and we don't do that anymore. And that's okay. Everybody needs to grow. Globally, we need to grow. Everything that's happened this year, this is a new beginnings year. 2017 is a one year and one is the number for new beginnings. Tell me that this isn't a new beginning for society, that this Weinstein stuff has come out and it's, it's generating such massive conversation. Tell me it's not, because it's got to be. It's so big, okay? And those things that are so big, and it's the same sort of thing, you know, just to, <laughs> to change the subject, stuff with uh, global warming. Look at all of the natural disasters this year. It's so big, we've got to have the discussion, okay? So um, that's it for today's WTF report. What's the focus? What's the focus is on how to focus and not think that just because it's all talk about women that we have to diminish men or leave them out of it. Because especially in the Me Too, there is nothing saying that men can't talk about their Me Too examples if they have them, okay? Love and compassion for those men around us, gratitude and compassion for those men around us who are probably stretching themselves through this time and oodles of love and compassion for women who may be struggling with the energy themselves, which has brought everything to, to the surface. But this is key time to heal it. Okay. Oh, hi, Dennis. So there's, there is a man that's in my life that I love and adore, who's just a fabulous quantity, quality man. He's, he's um, very similar to my lovey. Good, good, solid people. That's how you, you live. You attract the good ones. Okay. So thank you for joining. I uh, will post a link to my eSchool group. So if you are struggling and you want some support, um, you are welcome to come and join eSchool. The uh, place where we learn about energy, emotions, and how to evolve through your life with this extra information. It's a non-judgmental hub of goodness. So um, yes, I'll, I'll put that link when we're finished. Thanks so much for watching. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.